mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up, resolutions with a twist. Instead of adding even more to your to-do list in 2021, because it's probably already overwhelming as it is, we have seven things to quit doing in the new year. Also coming up this morning to your health, keeping up with your children's routine wellness visits is an important necessity that can easily go delayed or overlooked in the midst of a pandemic. Now is the time to get back on track. And we have an update on programs and events during the month of January from the Hancock Park District. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast is calling for a chance of drizzle or snow today in a high of 37. Chance of a few flurries tonight, a low of 30. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has signed a bill that eliminates a person's duty to retreat before using force in self-defense. The stand-your-ground legislation makes Ohio the 36th state that doesn't require people to retreat before they can justifiably hurt or kill someone in self-defense. Given that the person is in a place where they're lawfully allowed to be, the governor says he has always believed that it's vital that law-abiding citizens have the right to legally protect themselves when confronted with a life-threatening situation. Learn more about the new law on our website. The Ohio Federation for Advanced Manufacturing Education, OH Fame, based in Finley, is hosting two virtual open houses this week. We are looking for high school seniors, recent high school graduates. We're looking for career changers, perhaps military veterans. Anybody who's willing to commit to this idea for the next several years. Trisha Valles, Executive Director of Raise the Bar Hancock County, says even in spite of COVID, Northwest Ohio manufacturers are seeing an increase in production and hiring demands. And one of the positions most companies need to fill is supported by the OH Fame program. Learn more about the program and the open houses this week on our website. The Ohio State Highway Patrol is reporting 10 deaths on Ohio's roadways over the New Year's holiday. Two fatalities were the result of not wearing a safety belt when available, and four were OVI-related. Troopers made more than 300 OVI arrests over the New Year's holiday reporting period. None of the 10 fatalities occurred in northwest Ohio. The Ohio State football Buckeyes are headed to the national championship game, and officials have announced how many people will be allowed to see it in person. It won't be very many people. The capacity of the title game is just uh, is just around 16,000. Ohio State and Alabama will each get around 3,700 tickets. Ohio State says the tickets will be first divided among the families of players and coaches, and the remainder of the tickets will go to students and donors. Ohio State takes on Alabama next Monday night in Miami. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek, WFIN News. If you are looking for a reason to celebrate today, if you need a reason to celebrate, it is National Bird Day today, also National Keto Day, National Screenwriters Day, and National Whipped Cream Day. National Whipped Cream Day today, so... Those are the reasons to celebrate this morning. So, first thing, right out of the gate, I thought this was kind of interesting. I saw this on the on the newswire. Said this is the very first thing you need to do in the morning when you wake up in order to put yourself in the right frame of mind for the day ahead. And I'll just read the story here. It starts out 
by pointing out that winter days have less light than summer days. And even if you do not have seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, the gray days might leave you feeling a bit down. So clinical psychologist Dr. Barbara Nozzle, Nozzle? N-O-S-A-L, Dr. Barbara Nozzle, says a simple way to feel better, very first thing you need to do in the morning, is throw open all your blinds and curtains. First thing in the morning. She says that uh, spending time outside helps regulate hormones and neurotransmitters that have a strong effect on mood, behavior, and the body's natural rhythmic patterns. So you want to be exposed to as much natural light as possible during the day. So very first thing, throw open. But I'm thinking that's all well and good, but it really doesn't do much for those of us who are up at this ridiculous hour of the morning because there is no light yet. So... But that's what it, that's what she says. Uh, for cloudy days, you might want to invest in a light therapy box, which gives off light that mimics nat- natural uh, sunlight. And we've got a lot of these cloudy days. My wife was mentioning yesterday. It was just I wish it would wish the sun would come out. I need some sunshine. Not going to get any this week. So maybe a light therapy box would be. But that's what they said. The very first thing you need to do is throw up with it well i would i would disagree with that the idea that the very first thing you should do is throw open your blinds and your curtains in the morning i would submit that the first thing you need to do is get dressed <laughs> or at least throw on some pjs and then throw open the blinds and the windows because otherwise ain't nobody wants to see that <clears throat> so do that first and then open up the blinds and windows, uh, er, the blinds and the curtains, and allow the uh, sun to shine in. So there you go. Right out of the gate this morning. Some of the other uh, first things you need to know this morning to start off your day. Leave it to the U.S. government to ruin all of our fun and our kids' fun. New dietary guidelines are out that are sucking out all of the fun for kids under the age of two. This is the first time the government has released dietary guidelines for infants and toddlers. And they are recommending feeding only breast milk for at least six months. They note that children under age two, and this is the big thing, children under age two should not consume any added sugar. The dietary guidelines reissued every five years by the Ag Department and the Department of Health and Human Services. Specifically, the recommendation says that babies should only have breast milk until they reach at least six months. And if breast milk isn't available, they should get iron-fortified infant formula during the first year. They should also get supplemental vitamin D beginning soon after birth and can start eating real food at about six months. They should be introduced to potential allergenic foods along with other foods. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, As for adults... I'm sorry, there's a frog in my throat here this morning. As for adults, the uh, guidelines echo previous ones. Adults should limit their sugar intake to less than 10% of the uh, calories per day. Men should stick to no more than two alcoholic beverages per day. Women should have no more than one per day. But this is the thing. Sucking out all the fun for kids under the age of two, no added sugar under the age of two. That means no candy, no cake. Man, they're just making it hard to be a kid. Isn't that the thing? What 
did you do this with your kids? We did this with our kids. Maybe this is what we did wrong. When, you know, on their first birthday, you get them their own cake. You put them in the high chair with their own cake and let them have at it. And then you take the uh, the picture. Do do you do that? Did did you do that with your with your kids? We did that with our kids, and it's it was like a uh, a kind of a, a rite of passage. Uh, when baby turns one, you get that that birthday cake all smeared all over everything, and uh, when most of the time, and it's and it's great fun for the for the infant because normally, you know, you're yelling to the kid for making a mess and. You say, have at it. But anyway, I guess we're not supposed to do that now. So anyway, no added sugar for kids under the age of two. No candy, no uh, no cake, no nothing. Boy, I tell you, spoil sports. Some of the other uh, interesting things uh, off of the uh, Newswire. First things you need to know this morning. Have you received your stimulus check yet? The $600 coronavirus relief payments approved by Congress have started going out. And I understand that some people, I have not seen, I've not seen uh, ours yet. We have not received uh, our direct deposit from the IRS. Uh, the, the last round, we got ours like right away. We were among the first. Maybe they're going in reverse order. I'm not sure. But uh, we have not seen, I don't know if you have, uh, some people have, some people have not, but they're getting those out now. A new poll commissioned by TheHill.com, political news website, The Hill, uh, and conducted by Harris, finds that three-fourths of the voters who were surveyed, including wide majorities from both political parties, say that $600 per individual is too little. just 15% said it was the right amount. 8% actually said it's too much money. Now, you remember there had been conflict in Congress over making the payments $2,000, even making the payments, and then how much they should be. Uh, President Trump uh, sided with Democrats, or Democrats sided with President Trump, however you look at it, at uh, making the case for $2,000 payments, but that was blocked by Senate Republicans in the poll, 57% of voters. So this is the 60, when it asked about $600 per, um, most, uh, three fourths, uh, said that was too, too little. 15% said it was the right amount. 8% said it was too much. So they asked about the $2,000, uh, amount. 57% said that 2000 was about the right amount. Hmm. Um, the uh, CEO and chief pollster at Harris uh, suggested that because of a strong majority, because a strong majority agree that $2,000 is the right amount, it could lead to another round of COVID relief and stimulus after President-elect Joe Biden takes office. And we were talking about this yesterday. More than likely, uh, it will. We have not seen the last of the uh, whole stimulus question. But a lot of that will depend... Again, we cycle back to one of the big stories today. A lot of that will depend on the outcome of the runoff election in Georgia because control of the Senate hangs in the balance. And as long as uh, Mitch McConnell is in charge, you got to think that unless there is some kind of incredible pressure 
uh, on the uh, Senate Majority Leader, uh, if indeed it remains Mitch McConnell, that $2,000 is a no-go. That is a non-starter. But we'll see. I guess we'll see how it all uh, plays out. But anyway, some of what is at stake this morning, uh, or at stake today in the uh, Georgia runoff election, that is the uh, uh, the big story today. Going to be the big story today. So there you go. Some of the uh, first things you need to know to get your Tuesday morning started. I'm Erin Russo, and I've had 15 years of ICU experience. I think the scariest part of COVID is that it's unpredictable. People are dying and suffering. They're scared to death. They can't breathe. And the hardest part is when they ask us to hold their hand because they don't want to die alone. We need the people in Ohio to take this virus more seriously. And we ask you to wear a mask and to social distance. Please take the steps to help us keep you safe. A message from the Ohio Department of Health. I think you would be hard-pressed to find anyone sorry to see 2020 go. And when it comes to resolutions for the new year, our next guest says maybe it's time to take a different approach in 2021. Steve Cook is author of Life on Air, an uncommon approach to wealth, success, and prosperity. And Steve, you say that rather than resolving to do something new or different, we should look at the things we've been doing that aren't serving us well and quit doing them. Absolutely. I I have found that throughout the years as we've been working with people that many times they're continuing to try to add new things in. And sometimes uh, the things that they're trying to accomplish and as far as living a better life can actually be achieved by stopping doing things rather than adding in new things. So making 2021 the year of the quitter, as it were, in a good way. To that end, you have seven things to quit doing in the new year, and number one on that list is to quit using money as a metric to measure how successful you are. Absolutely. There are so many people today who have an awful lot of money, but if you really take a look at their life, you might not consider them to be successful. They just happen to be able to uh, write big checks. But uh, apart from that, if you get behind closed doors, you don't necessarily want the life that they have. And, and you'll, conversely, you'll find many people who don't have nearly as much money who live incredible lives, and you they, they live a life that you would desire to live for yourself. The next one kind of goes hand in hand with that one, and that is to quit taking on debt. And that's going to be uh, a bit hard for many people, given the realities of the pandemic that we are still dealing with into the new year. There's no question about that. Making a decision to stop borrowing is not an easy one for many people. Uh, it's, it's a way of life for many who are just trying to get by today. However, there are things that many people do take on debt for that are not necessary. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell people, the the first step toward getting out of debt is to stop borrowing. And, you know, you don't even need a plan uh, as far as how am I going to eliminate my debt until you stop taking it on. Your next suggestion is to quit trying to keep up with the Joneses. This is something that, you know, within the Life and Air community, people struggle with all the time because they're always trying to compare themselves to somebody else. And as they're comparing themselves to somebody else, you, you might actually catch them, but then you'll find somebody who has more or something, somebody who has something bigger or something prettier that will continue that drive that you're always striving to get something 
better or bigger or more. When in reality, most people have more than what they need. And if they can just learn to be content with what they have and grateful for what they have, they'll find much more enjoyment in life. You know, that one, that one and this next one actually go beyond just money. Uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses is not always about material things, but the, uh, the thought process remains the same. This is kind of the same thing. Your next suggestion is to quit surrounding yourself with people who try too hard to impress you and others. Yes. Um, when you're surrounding yourself with people who are continuously trying to impress you with the things that they have or the things that they have purchased, it affects you. It gives you a mindset that you need to do more. In fact, what they're trying to do is actually tell you that you don't have enough and at the end of the day, they're really struggling with the same insecurities that you might be struggling with as you're comparing yourself to them. Yeah. They don't feel like that they have enough, and they're, they're, they continue to go off and try to do things to impress. And it's a vicious cycle that, you know, you're, you're trying to impress people who really don't care about you. They're so focused on themselves anyway. You know, this next one is something that many of us are guilty of. You say it is time to quit taking advice from people who are no better off than you are. Yes. And, you know, it, I'm a person who actually coaches and consults and helps people live in a more extraordinary life and an abundant life. And, and many of them are small business owners and things like that. But as I'm sitting here and I'm helping them and I'm giving them advice of what they should do, and this is proven advice and we have a long track record of doing it. Sometimes I get on my next coaching call with them only to find out that they did something different. And I ask them, why did you do that? And then they took advice from their brother or a brother-in-law or something. And, and I'll ask them, well, tell me about him. What happened with him? Well, he, he failed in his business or last <laughs> year. And, you know, I'm like, why are you listening to them? That's the wrong person. Unless they're telling you what not to do, you should not be taking advice from them. You know, it's kind of interesting, though, because, again, this kind of cycles back to some of the other ones uh, on your list, uh, keeping up with the Joneses and so on. Sometimes it's hard to discern who are the people who are better off than you? I think that's where it really comes down to getting to know people and knowing what's really going on in the background. I would yeah. focus on friendships. You know, if there are people who are close to you, get to know them well, get to know them over a period of time before you start taking advice from them. You know, for me, it goes back many years ago when uh, I was uh, a first a father and I was not doing well as a father. I was failing as a father. And... I had come to know this one gentleman who I loved everything about the way he interacted with his kids. And I saw the way his kids were behaved and the way his kids loved him. Well, that was the person who I sought out. And I went to him and specifically asked him if he would teach me how to be a father. But I took my time in getting to find and identify that right person before I, I took those steps and asked for advice. A perfect example of how this is not just about financial matters, but all things in life. And this next one kind of goes along with that, and, and it's a trap that many people fell into this past year while working from home, and that is to quit working so many hours. You know, when you're in that mode and you're working so many hours, it's hard to believe that you could do it with less. And we have coached so many people out of this mindset where they think that if they start working less, that they're going to make less and therefore not be able to provide or meet their needs. When in reality, those who are striving and they're working those 50, 60 hour work weeks, sometimes even more, you're not giving your best during that time. It's impossible. You can't do it. 
And one of the things that we really focus on is helping people to be more productive and efficient and working less time. And they actually find that not only are they getting life back, they have more time to live and experience life, but more, most of the time they actually make more working less than they do when they're putting in so many hours. Is that, that old adage of uh, work smarter, not harder? Exactly. And then uh, lastly, and this may be the most important quit for 2021, and that is to quit putting off living life until that magical day when you have uh, enough money or whatever, you've accumulated enough wealth. Again, it's a trap that we're kind of conditioned to think. Well, I'm so glad that you identified it as the most important one because it's the one that I'm most passionate about. You know, for some people, someday never comes, and they put off living life until someday. And the reality of the situation is we can all begin to do things right now. We can make decisions to do things today or next week uh, and to begin to just start to experience life in a different way. But it's really just a matter of making the decision to start doing it and to put things on the calendar and to make them happen. And it's a powerful thing. Once you in your, once you make that decision that I'm going to start living life or I'm not going to put this off any longer, most things begin to start to fall into place pretty quickly. And by the end of 2021, you know, if you stop doing these things, you'll have time to do other things. And uh, life can look a whole lot different by the end of this year. It's a lot of great stuff to think about there as we ponder our resolutions for the new year. Steve Cook is author of Life on Air, an uncommon approach to wealth, success, and prosperity. And do you have a website in conjunction with the book we can guide folks to? We do. It is lifeandair.com. And it's, you know, it's like millionaire or billionaire who has a lot of money. A life and air is somebody who lives and experiences an abundant life. And so lifeandair.com, you can learn all about us. You can join the community or, or find your way to the book. Steve, thanks very much for taking the time this morning and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Obviously, this is. A very important uh, healthcare topic in the wake of the uh, pandemic. A lot of new parents uh, are, uh, to say the least, uh, a little bit uh, nervous about uh, the the type of uh, child care that they know that they need to get uh, for their little ones, but uh, being unable to uh, get into the uh, doctor or concerned about uh, exposing uh, newborns to whatever may be out there. Still very important to uh, get those uh, uh, get those checkups, get the uh, newborns the attention that they need. And joining us this morning uh, to help parents uh, and your babies stay healthy during the pandemic, Dr. Uh, Arethusa Kirk of uh, United Healthcare. Uh, this is, in the best of times, uh, you know, uh, uh, under normal circumstances, an important issue to discuss with uh, new parents, obviously made even more complicated, like everything else, because of the pandemic. That's true. That's absolutely true. So talk about why this is so important. Uh, lay this out for, uh, for parents, what they need to know for new parents uh, about these uh, wellness checkups, especially uh, in those uh, first months, first year uh, of a uh, baby's life. Sure. 
Happy to do it. So thank you so much for having me. You know, United Healthcare's mission is to help people live healthier lives, and I'm here to amplify the message from the American Academy of Pediatrics and American College of Family Physicians that we really want to see your children in for in-person well child care, especially infants. And the reason why this is so important is because during the COVID-19 pandemic, we've definitely seen that there's been a decrease in the overall uh, rates of in-person visits, which has really affected newborn screening for developmental concerns, as well as vaccination rates. During the first 15 months of life, there are at least eight visits, starting with right after hospitalization from birth. Um, And starting at two months of age or as early as six weeks is the first set of immunizations that really helps protect newborn infants from communicable diseases. So every two months, generally after that, is a series of um, uh, well-child check-in immunizations as well as other screenings for developmental concerns. And this is really important because part of why we do the screening for developmental uh, concerns really helps get us into early intervention Mm -hmm. for any delays occurring. Now, what do you say to parents, especially in the climate that we're in now, who uh, say, I understand, but I'm very concerned about taking my uh, child out, an infant out, with an underdeveloped immune system. We've got this uh, virus, this incredibly virulent uh, virus that is uh, out there. It's very uh, concerning. How do you overcome those concerns? What do you say to parents who are concerned about that? Well, first of all, it's very understandable that uh, people have concerns, and we've been asked to socially and physical distance. Right. Um, it's very important to emphasize that one of the best protections is uh, physical distancing as well as hand washing and wearing a mask. And what your pediatrician family practice provider have done is to increase their infection control protocols. It's very important for you to call ahead and to research and find out what has been done at each clinic. But I can assure you that standards of care in terms of infection control have always been there for clinics and hospitals, Mm -hmm. and they are certainly there today for your family practice provider and pediatrician. Um, One of the things that you can um, be sure to potentially expect is that there's going to be a screening for COVID-19 symptoms, uh, potentially a temperature check. Everyone's going to be asked to wear a mask. There will be uh, physical distancing within the clinic. And most likely for those newborn visits, there's going to be a specific time during the week or schedule when they are going to try and get all those newborns in um, to ensure that they are not mixed in with uh, other pediatric patients that may be sick or have symptoms. Yeah. Now, one thing uh, that you stress, and this is always true, but especially in the current climate, is that preparation for these wellness visits is key. What do folks need to take into account before uh, one of those wellness appointments? Well, one of the things that's helpful and empowering is for families to know what they should expect for each of these visits. And United Healthcare has helped create a website, uhc.com backslash children's wellness. And this helps outline the zero to 15 month schedule in line with Bright Futures and AAP guidelines to help line out exactly what to expect at your two month visit, for example, and gives a sample checklist of questions. Um, families really should be empowered to ask questions and write down their questions in advance so that they know that they can get those questions answered when they go into the clinic. And I'd just like to address those families that may have been del- been behind in terms of their immunizations or well-child checks. Mm-hmm. There's no shame 
we are prepared for that. The CDC has a vaccine catch-up schedule. It's just really important to have those open and honest conversations with your pediatrician or family practice provider. Are there any uh, any steps that uh, new parents should take uh, in, in preparation uh, for a wellness visit? Anything that uh, the, those parents need to proactively do uh, in advance of the visit itself? Well, like I said, you can go to uhc.com backslash children's wellness, um, certainly writing down in advance any questions and concerns that you have so that you, you're assured that when you get there, you're going to ask those questions and get the answers that you need. Um, and beyond that, you know, researching in advance if you have questions about vaccines at cdc.gov. Um, but certainly ask anything that's of concern of your pediatrician or family practice provider. Again, uh, talking about the importance of wellness visits, especially for newborns, even in the current climate, it, it, like you said, it can be very uh, concerning uh, a, a bit. Uh, it can be a bit of anxiety associated with that, but it is uh, very important uh, that we get these uh, kids off to a, a good start. Dr. Uh, Aretha... Arathusa Kirk, uh, again, United Healthcare. You mentioned the website where you have uh, a lot of resources uh, for parents. Mention that again. Sure, I'm happy to help you. It's uhc.com backslash children's wellness. We will link that up on our webpage as well. Dr. Kirk, thanks very much for taking the time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's broken news report is a service, more or less, of Inca County Veteran Services. And with that in mind, uh, this is a perfect story uh, for you know re- military-related to uh, our sponsor, Inca County Veteran Services. Um, <laughs> police in uh, Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina, are scrambling to locate the purchaser of a grenade at a local antique mall uh, back in June of this past year. The grenade, uh, World War II era explosive, was believed to be inert. But surprise, 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 it turns out it was a live grenade. Now, how they figured out it was a live grenade, I have no idea because they haven't been able to find the purchaser and the grenade is still unaccounted for. Uh, neither the buyer nor the seller apparently had any idea that the blasted thing actually could be blasted. Uh, so the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms uh, is hard at work trying to track the darn thing down. The FT, uh, the ATF believes, believes that the MK2 grenade has enough materials inside that should it be tossed at anything or dropped or jostled, it could go off. Uh, The ATF also points out that that materials in a grenade can degrade over time. So the fact that this is uh, from the World War II time period means that it is rather unstable and could even explode without being chucked at anything at all. So if you know someone with a penchant for purchasing hand grenades and they happen to pick one up in North Carolina this past summer, might want to call either state authorities or the ATF, or at the very least, let your buddy know that they may have gotten more than they bargained for. So, (laughs) spread the word. Goodness. That is a uh, story that you don't want to wake up to. Hey, you remember that grenade you bought? 
Hey, Fred, you remember that grenade you bought back in the uh, summer? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> Might want to uh, handle with care. Elsewhere in today's broken news report, Dateline Port St. Lucie, Florida, where Jethro Genius, age 30, was pulled over around 3 a.m. for an unknown reason. It doesn't say why cops pulled him over. But when they did, the trooper saw the man playing with a backpack uh, in his uh, car. So he got uh, rather suspicious, rummaging through his backpack. After being ordered out of the car, the trooper found Mr. Genius had an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Uh, The officer, officer then searched the backpack and pulled out two large bags containing a white and brown substance. Mr. Genius... And I love the guy's name. He's a true genius. He claimed the mystery powders were sugar and a bag of cornstarch because he was going to bake a a cake. (laughs) The officer wasn't buying it. Uh, In his words, who bakes a cake at 3 o'clock in the morning? The officer weighed the bags, which came in at 299.5 grams. A test also came back saying that the substances were actually ecstasy and uh, ecstasy or molly. And to add insult to injury, when Mr. Genius was taken to prison, he dropped another bag. (laughs) The white powder substance inside that bag turned out to be meth. So he is uh, charged with trafficking and obviously will not be doing any baking anytime soon. So. He might have been baking a cake. You just wonder what kind of cake he was baking. I love the guy's name. A true genius. That is... uh, This, uh, a story out of uh, Massachusetts. Cindy Gaylord is the chair of the Westfield Historical Commission. There in uh, Massachusetts. Says a man recently contacted Westfield City Hall uh, last month and wanted to talk to someone with the Historical Commission. He said he had something that belonged to them and wanted to return it. Ms. Gaylord arranged to meet up with a man in person, and he explained that he had attended Westfield State University back in 1980, and uh, on a dare, just as a crazy stunt, he stole the bronze sword from a sculpture of General William Shepard, a Revolutionary War hero in the city's downtown while he was a college student there. He admitted it was a drunken mistake and recently discovered rediscovered the sword while going through his family belongings. Uh, it apparently had gotten stuck in a box and stuck in an attic somewhere, and uh, he recently rediscovered it, so he decided he really should return it. Now, the statue's sword was replaced decades ago, but Ms. Gaylord says the original will likely have a new home at the local museum. So. <laughs> and they have a story to go along with it. Hey, it is never too late to right a wrong. The moral of the story. And finally, in today's broken news, the odd and unusual side of the news, uh, this from the International File, a recent report reveals that a British man tried to sneak a samosa into jail uh, in his uh, derriere. A samosa, it's a a fried pastry with uh, savory ingredients uh, in it. It's kind of a Mediterranean thing, I guess. I have never had a uh, samosa. 
But apparently they're very good. So good, in fact, that uh, police in West Midlands say this uh, unnamed detainee tried to hide the fried pastry between his butt cheeks prior to being arrested and taken to jail. (laughs) The man... (laughs) The man is said to have told officers that he was afraid there would be no decent food at the jail. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure that uh, a fried pastry hidden in between your butt cheeks uh, qualifies as decent food. So police say the arrest was one of the oddest made during a year of nearly 45,000 suspects being taken into custody there in West Midlands. That was one that they will... Not soon forget. <laughs> Would you eat it after? Yeah. There you go. That is uh, today's broken news report. A service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Take WFIN wherever you go with our updated mobile apps for iPhone and Android. And now you can listen to us on your Alexa device. Get the app at WFIN.com or in the App Store or Google Play. Plus, enable Alexa by searching for WFIN under Skills, and you'll soon be saying, Alexa, play 1330 WFIN. And the best part is the apps and skills are absolutely free. On the air at 1330 WFIN and... 95.5 FM, online at WFIN.com, and on your smartphone, tablet, and Alexa devices. And now your daily download this morning, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives, and if you have missed traveling due to the pandemic, you are not alone, it appears, and it turns out travel really might uh, have a positive impact on Uh, The way you feel about life in general, researchers at Washington State University find that people who reported regularly traveling at least 75 miles away from home, uh, traveling at least 75 miles away from home on a regular basis, also uh, reported about being uh, reported being about 7% happier when asked about their overall well-being. So the more often you travel, people who reported regularly traveling at least 75 miles away from home also reported being about 7% happier when asked about their overall well-being compared to those who reported traveling very rarely or not at all. Uh, The researchers note while things like work, family life, and friends do play a bigger overall role uh, in uh, reports of well-being, the accumulation of travel experiences, those life experiences, it does appear to have a small yet significant effect on the on self-reported life satisfaction. The bottom line. So you travel, you do feel happier. And we miss that during the pandemic. Kind of interesting stuff. Speaking of travel, the folks at AirlineRatings.com Uh, are out with their list of the safest airlines heading into 2021. And for the third straight year, Qantas, the Australian airline, is the safest in the world. Right at the uh, top of the list, number one. The 20 safest airlines. Qantas is number one. Um, Alaska Airlines is the highest rated and only U.S. carrier in the top ten at number eight. Kind of interesting. Um, some of the others that were uh, in the top 20, but outside of the top 10, Hawaiian, Southwest, Delta, American, and United. Now, I don't know the criteria exactly that they use to calculate the safest airlines, 
But I don't know that uh, any of those in the past year had a major incident. So it's about more than just how many airplanes crash, how many fall out of the sky or anything like that. We haven't had uh, any of those in 2020, really, at least not among major carriers. But Qantas, number one, Alaska, uh, the highest base U.S. carrier, Hawaiian, Southwest, Delta, American, and United uh, in the list. Uh, You can check the uh, entire list, AirlineRatings.com. Well, I am looking out the windows of our studio here across beautiful Lake Cascades, and it looks like a winter wonderland. It It, does. It does. Uh, Michelle (laughs) Rumschlag is with us in the uh, studio (laughs) this morning. Uh, We're into January now, and we were talking a little bit before we uh, started here that uh, not a whole lot of, well, not really any uh, in-person stuff uh, planned for the month of January with the parks. No, and probably through most of um, our winter season, which would be February, um, you know, we're under that red level, and it looks like we're going to be that way for a while. Mm -hmm. So we didn't even kind of advertise yeah. Things that we were going to do in Put person. It out there and, yeah. um, and then just to turn around and cancel. So I know last time I think we thought we were going to, and then it was like, whenever, you know, yeah. the criteria changed of getting back down to orange. Mm-hmm. So for right now, everything's just going to be. But that virtual. doesn't, yeah, that doesn't mean that there aren't things going on, even though there aren't any uh, in person uh, things. Right. right. So even though we have our lovely snow today, I don't think it's going to accumulate. Not going to have enough for, too much, for skiing. But it's beautiful yeah. out. I'll, I'll, I'll take the snow now. Um, yeah, we, we are offering our beginner um, ski workshops that will be on Saturdays in January and February mornings from mm-hmm. 9 until 10.30. If we have snow. Yes. I mean, we need what? a good six inches. That's that's what we, I was going to ask. We have what is to the... have a good six inches on the ground. We need that base. So mm-hmm. when you get out there on your skis or your snowshoes, we do have snowshoes, you're going to drop down. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't want those right. to be scraping the gravel or anything, the right. sticks that are on the trail. And all of Riverbend really needs to be covered because we kind of leave everything open for you to just mm-hmm. traverse around and and, right. and hit all the trails. So, so that needs to happen. And it's not looking really good in the next few weeks, but we still, I mean, we're open through mid-March. Right. And, and so as, we know, know. as we know in the state of Ohio, uh, a lot of times we get most of our snow late January, February, you know. So. Right. So we still have plenty of time. And then I guess to put out there, um, we've had some people inquire, we do not make our own snow. We've had people ask. and <laughs> You don't have a snowmaking We machine. don't. Um, that's Mother Nature to provide for mm-hmm. us and, and to have Well, that would be very there. difficult to uh, put snow all over Riverbend. That would be, that would be a little how, tough. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So, because um, people have asked. So I just want to put that out. So we yeah. don't. And it's just all on, on what Mother Nature. So, you know, and with our workshops, we designed it differently last year. So you can get online, you can register, you don't have to pay anything until you come to the workshop. So that way, if you're, it looks like we're going to get some snow or it doesn't fall, th- you know, fall mm-hmm. through, we don't have to worry about getting you money back yeah, or, or refunds right. or anything like that. So it's, you know, you can sign up anytime. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like we're going to be good, we'll give you a call. It's $12, it's 9 to 10 30. Um, all the equipment's provided. Everything, everything's there. It's out at Riverbend at Shelter Three. It's where our concession is held at. Okay. So, and then you know we're open weekends and holidays with the concession. That's seven dollars an hour, eleven to five weekdays, and then we're also open Martin Luther King Day and President's Day. Okay. Just to keep that in mind. Again, if we have yeah, the snow, if we have the snow, if it's like later in the week, or I've had a few instances in my years where we've had Friday night snow. Mm-hmm. We're open Saturday, so you know we'll get it. 
on our Facebook page, there's ways to let you know that, hey, we'll be open. And in the yep. meantime, uh, as you mentioned, yes. you can sign up uh, for one of those classes, uh, kind of go through your calendar for yeah. January, February, March, and find out a find a weekend that you're free, sign up, and if it happens, great. If it doesn't, it, right, no harm, right. no foul. And then, right, and it's just cash or check when you, when you come to it. But, yeah. you know, again, we'll be in touch. If it's looking like, okay, we've got enough snow, or obviously if we don't, and you'd mm-hmm. be able to tell that too. And, you know, there's, and, so there's no harm in that. Yeah, and to that end, the uh, parks are open. If we do have snow and you have your own equipment, you can come out whenever, right? Right, and, and we do. We have people that come out to Riverbend. I see trails out at Litzenberg. I see them at Oakwoods. And so we do. The people will be out once there's snow. Yeah. Um, they'll definitely get out and use those trails. So and yeah, or, not, or hike. I mean, again. Yeah, I was going to say, for that matter, it doesn't matter whether there's snow. The parks are open, so you can go out for a winter hike or whatever. Right, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, there are a few um, virtual programs that you do have on the schedule. Yes. So coming up, um, we're doing a, with our History How To series, it's a Learn to Carve a Bird decoy and so the deadline for that's going to be this friday january 8th at one o'clock and so you're going it's going to be a, a video series there's four classes that will be happening and this is going to run through march so it's not like we're going to give you time to carve if you've never done it before and thought this might be something kind of interesting with instruction mm-hmm. um you're going to get to carve a, a shorebird called a red knot and so one of our program specialists tim kleeman um who has carved beautiful birds he's got some on on his desk and so he's going to give you kind of step-by-step instruction we will give you some supplies and then we'll give you a list like you're going to need your own carving tool we're not going to provide you with like some kind of knife or jackknife Mm -hmm. and so you'll have um starting and then on the 11th you'll have all week to pick up your supply list and then we'll give you i believe we're giving you wood we're giving you paint um, but then some things, you know, you need your own yeah. carving tool, you need your own brushes, I believe. So you actually start with just a block of wood a block and of wood. turn that into a decoy. Yes. And That's so cool. it's it's like a standing one, so it'll be on a doll rod. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there'll be some introductions, some rough carving, some detailed carving, how to paint, how to finish everything. It's $20 a person. Um, we do have enough people signed up. We usually have minimums, so I think we have three. Okay. Um, and so we're recommending it for ages 14 and up. Just for if you've never tried it mm-hmm. or if you've got to get this really into carving, I mean, we're leaving it up to you. Um, but, yeah, you just need to come pick your supplies up. That's and perfect then, for hunters and for people who just, I mean, it'd be great decor in your Yeah, home, and, you know, if that winter anything. storm comes in in January, February, you're we're looking snowed for something in. To do. <laughs> you're looking for it to, well, we're all, it seems like we're all snowed in right now virtually. Right. Uh, you know, whether there's snow or not, it's that kind of so. Thing. So the, the video, you know, will be up. So, like, the first one's going to start, you know, we'll give you a week to get supplies. And then the video's going to run for, like, two weeks. So, okay. again, you've got time to do it you can go back and look at it so it's not a thing that's going to be rushed um so i'm excited about it i think it's going to be it's something we've never really done before and so you know we're just trying to do be fun different things so i'm hoping you know you don't want to miss out definitely want to get signed up for that i don't remember what our maximum is but we do have a maximum number but just know we do have enough to do it so okay don't don't delay get again haycockparks.com register through that way it's twenty dollars there you go. Get yourself signed up. Anything else to uh, mention? Yeah. So if carving isn't your thing, but you're into coffee, like who isn't? Um, we're redoing <laughs> our um, roasting coffee beans uh, program that we did this past fall. And so we're going to play that again. And um, the deadline for that is Tuesday, January 12th. 
you need four dollars and we're going to actually give you your own green coffee beans okay and then i do instruction out at the mckinnis house on the cook stove of how to roast them on the stovetop hmm. and it makes wonderful coffee um and a fabulous aroma i would i would think not when and you're cooking it though. no 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 it's, it smells oh. okay <laughs> there's kind so of be the, chaff, the chaff that there's like a peeling that comes off it's a little smoky okay don't let that dismay you but then you have to put them in um a ziploc bag we give you i think like a couple cups worth and then the next day, you, they, they, there's gas that's released. I think it's carbon okay. dioxide, if I'm, if memory serves me right, that is released from it. So you got to let it sit. Okay. But the then next that's... morning when you open up that bag, it's <laughs> then you the get the aroma. Best aroma. Okay. And you can, you know, it's up to you how you want to roast it. You can roast it light. You can roast it really dark. Mm-hmm. And then you can grind it. I grind cool. my own coffee, you know, so it's like. It's, it's really good. Very if cool. you like really good coffee, or again, it's just a fun thing that you can, and you can get the green beans online, the green coffee beans. Yeah. I don't know if we have any place locally that sells them, but it's just a fun thing. It's like 20 minutes. Huh. I, again, something kind of fun to do, and then you new can. New experiences. Right. So, new year, new experiences. Exactly. Carving, Learn. coffee, carving and coffee. New experiences. There you go. There you go. Uh, more details on those programs uh, at the website, right? Yes, HancockParks.com. And- we we've got some other things in February. but um, And then March, we're, we're starting to plan. Again, we're optimistic. We're hoping to do some in-person things, but we'll kind of see how that works. And with maple sugaring, if that's on your mind, probably not going to happen like an in-person thing because okay. at that point i don't think we're gonna be able to get our big groups together yeah but we're going to do a lot of virtual like all of our virtual things in march are going to be around that so if you still need your maple sugaring fix we'll have that for you <laughs> all right very good uh we've got the link up on our webpage for uh, more information things going on in the month of january and beyond the hancock park district michelle rumschlag thanks very much for dropping by we thanks for having me and that will finish up our podcast for today want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning remember you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on our webpage at goodmornings.net is our little corner of the world wide web coming up tomorrow from mortgage rates to credit card rates car loans home equity savings rates and more bank rate chief financial analyst greg mcbride will join us with his interest rate forecast and consumer outlook for 2021 so until tomorrow morning that is good mornings for this morning now that you've had a good morning Going out and making a good day. We will catch you back here tomorrow.